Hello, hello, and welcome back to Coffee Stains EDU Podcast. This is your host, Geneva, and I am coming back to you with episode 11. Thank you to all my audience for taking the time to listen. Thank you for all the feedback, and thank you for all the topic discussion. I'm sorry, topic suggestions. Like you know, all of my material is unedited, so you're going to hear me make mistakes, errors, laugh with me, just go with the flow. I want you to get, you know, my truth, and I want you just to just get the real me, okay? So today we have an amazing guest speaker. Her name is Jenna. I met her a few years back during our leadership program, and we have just become really great friends. We um, have um, hosted a few workshops together. We did the teacher bootcamp. We also did a digital portfolio um, workshop. We actually worked together on a substitute teacher handbook. So I'm going to um, have Jenna now introduce herself and share a little bit before we get into topic 11, sorry, episode 11, which is the um, four, oh, what did I say it was called again, Jenna? The <laughs> SEL. Um, SEL 101. Was, yes, SEL 101. <laughs> SEL 101 for students and staff. But yeah, Jenna, yes. you can introduce yourself. Share so first bit. of all, thank you so much, Geneva, for having me. Um, my name is Jenna. I am currently a, a teacher in New York City. I started off in fourth grade, and now I've moved into technology and data. I also teach at um, a college in New York. And I work in the TESOL department. Um, and throughout my career so far, I've really focused on SEL and how to build a strong SEL culture throughout the school building, um, really focused on students and staff. So that's a little bit of my background. Yes. So we did our teacher boot camp, but we actually focused on SEL. And I felt like it was an important topic for us to do a podcast episode for. I know Jenna would would agree because we both are strong believers that SEL is very effective and should be implemented across the board for all grade levels, all students, no matter what level they are, right? Even for Mm -hmm. staff, a lot of people underestimate the power of SEL. And some people might not even know what SEL stands for. So SEL is social emotional learning. So we're going to go into it. I have some questions that I'm going to ask Jenna. She's going to share some good stuff with you guys. And as usual, we're going to wrap it up with a challenge that we are going to send our audience off with. So the first question have for you, Jenna, is what is SEL? So I would say SEL is an umbrella that holds so many different topics and categories. I would say at the heart of it is really being in touch with your feelings and your emotions. And, you know, speaking from an adult perspective, sometimes it's hard for me to know how I'm feeling and, and to communicate that. So really thinking from students how difficult that must be. Um, but I would say it's really being in touch with your feelings, being in tune with your feelings, being able to communicate those feelings and knowing that feelings are temporary, right? Like sometimes we might feel a certain way and knowing that that's not permanent, that's not going to last forever. And that it's okay to view your emotions as a roller coaster sometimes, um, you know, just being emotionally intelligent with yourself is where it starts. And I think once you're emotionally intelligent with yourself, you can then be in tune with others who you're close with and and really know um, when they're tapping into different feelings and moods and things like that. Absolutely. And I love how you said that, you know, it's all about being self-aware and tapping into how you feel. And imagine as, as for us as adults, like I know sometimes I can't even put a, a, you know, like a name or a, a description to how I'm feeling. So imagine our students, 
Yeah, they don't have those tools or those skills yet, and it's our responsibility to teach them how to become more aware of their feelings and and to try to identify why they're feeling that way. What was the trigger, and how can we avoid it the next time? Right, and it's to say, like sometimes I don't even know what my triggers are. Right, <laughs> you know, like it, sometimes you just don't even know. Um, Absolutely. I in my second year as a teacher, I actually went to Yale University with a group of um, administrators and staff from my school and we got trained in Ruler, uh, which is a program from Yale that they created uh, for emotionally, for emotional intelligence. So it really focuses on, I mean, Ruler is an acronym and each letter represents something else. Yes. Uh, and it's recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing, and regulating, all focusing on your emotions. So that just connects a little bit to what I was speaking of before and just being able to really think about, as you said, what am I feeling? And then how can I label that before even beginning to express it? Right, right. Because you can't even address it. Um, you can't really address it yet or how to fix that if the, you know, if the feeling or emotion is something that's negative, if you don't even know where it comes from. So, right. and also how it interferes with so much, you know, in our life, we, we don't even realize that, you know, one emotion that we had maybe in the morning where we couldn't get the car started or something to that effect as an adult or the kids, you know, they had got into an argument with a sibling in the morning, how it affects the whole day, right? And right. It trickles the into the whole day. Around you, right. So why mm -hmm. is this so important within a school, right? So we're talking about within a school setting right now, because we're both, you know, backgrounds of education, but also it can be applied, you know, like I say in all my um, episodes, mm -hmm. the, the things that we talk about, the topics we talk about, I try to um, kind of give tips and advice generally for anybody in any, yeah. in any field. So SEL is not only for students, right? It's for people. It's just for individuals. It's just being aware of your emotions and also being able to regulate how you're feeling so you can move forward in a healthy and safe way, right? So why, but, but in the school setting, why do you think it's so important, important Jennifer, for not only students, for, for staff to practice social emotional learning? Yeah, so starting with students, and this is what I always preach, students can't learn if they're not feeling, right. you know, up to it, right? They also can't learn if they don't trust who they're learning from, Absolutely. right? Which goes hand in hand with SEL. Mm -hmm. it, it all starts with, and we learn this in Sight Geneva, we, it yeah. all starts with relationships, right? Relationships, relationships, relationships yes. is what we learn. <laughs> and that's what, that's where it starts. So once you build that relationship with students, they will feel comfortable enough to share how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way if they're able to identify and recognize it. Um, so that's from a school perspective. It, you know, SEL has to come first before anything else. Right. And for adults, I would say, you know, I actually, it's so funny. I saw a quote yesterday um, <laughs> and it was a happy teacher is a good teacher. Right. And you know, we're adults, things happen in our outside lives, nothing is perfect, right? We, we live busy lives and things happen, it's life. Right. Um, but there has to be a way for us to be able to put things aside and come in and do what's best for our kids. And, and that's, you know, that comes hand in hand with SEL too. So from an administrator's perspective, um, whether you're a teacher or a leader listening to this, you need to ask yourself, what are you doing to support your staff with SEL. It can't only be a program or, or um, 
activities set in place for students, but yeah. really what are you doing for your teachers as well? Do you have some sort of uh, Zen lounge for them to go to? Right. Do you have, a, you know, a certain person that they could talk to if they need advice, if they need help? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do you, what have you provided for them? Did you kick off the year in a fun way to make them show that, that you care about them as people, you know, more than just teachers. Do you show that throughout the year, right? Like they need to feel valued and recognized um, and appreciated. And that's, I think, you know, back to the relationships as well. So that's, you know, that's how you build your trust with your staff. And that's, that is really how the culture of the entire building will shift. It starts from the bottom and it, it, you know, goes all the way to the students. Um, Yeah. I love how you I love how I love how you mentioned that it's you know leaders have played a big role in this right because um we you know I can speak from a leadership perspective and also Jenny you can to a certain capacity right because you, you do have yeah take on many roles in your school right now so um you know a lot of times leaders put the pressure on the teachers like focus on this in your classroom well here's this curriculum here's this book here's something you just need to cover to kind of check off a box and it's so much more than that and I always constantly say and I said this a long time ago too um SEL is not just you don't have to do it like a period and just say okay this is a lesson that I'm covering like you can sprinkle SEL and if you really do have a, a full understanding of what social emotional learning is you can throw it into math you could throw it into ela social studies right it can be during lunchtime like you there's so many opportunities for you to to implement sel with your students and as as a leader um doing it i love how you give examples of things you can do kicking off the school year you know giving little notes like i I, you know i i give little notes i have personalized notes that i give teachers um last year i used to do emails or or give out you know little cake pops or cake i mean all cookies or stuff jenna your mom is the best (laughs) (laughs) um and I had to give her a shout out real quick you know it's it's these little things that go a long way even if you just buy coffee right or some donuts and you place them out it's those little things matter and that is not you know it's it's for the overall well-being of your school if your teachers exactly teachers feel appreciated they're going to go hard (laughs) for their kids they're going to they're going to be happy in the classroom and overall the whole the the whole well-being of the school is going to be um positive it's going to be healthy and yes that it's not just we got to take care of our teachers we want our teachers to take care of the students so right. what are we doing as leaders or what are we doing as employers, right? Because like I said, anybody can benefit from this. What are you doing to take care of your staff? How are you making sure they are good? And even, even Jenna, if it's a quick like conversation outside of work, like, hey, how are you? How's your family? Having a conversation is to show that you care. Yeah. You know, that can go a long way for somebody because you don't know if they have that, if they ever get something like that. They just exactly. expect to show up. You know, educators are just expected to show up and just show out and, and just put their best foot forward but we all have lives you all are experiencing personal things we have yeah. to take that into we have to take that into account so Jenna, it's the smallest gestures i would say oh, Ooh, sorry. the little the yeah. little the little gestures like you said the little yeah. like you know a handwritten note just saying good job or i acknowledge or i loved how i saw this or i you know i love how you did this they you know yeah even just asking them. how are you how was your weekend oh my goodness. you know this goes such a long way it's <laughs> it's, it's huge And it's just being aware of your staff, being aware of your students and and taking that moment to do those check-ins, right? There's Mm -hmm. check-ins you can do it in so many different ways. 
So Jenna, let's go into some tips because I love how you gave some advice on how and suggestions on how you can do this. But for let's we're gonna go into some tips for students how SEL can look or how what you can do in the classroom. And again, it doesn't have to be a whole period. We know that we're busy. We know we got things going on. Um, and we know that sometimes we're trying to just stick with the curriculum and, and, and the academics and pay attention to state exams, but no learning is going to take place if these students are not okay, okay, if they don't have these relationships with you, if you're not, if, if you're not okay, no learning is going to happen. So like, right. tips, like, what can we do, like, throughout the day to, you know, to, to sprinkle, right? Like, I like to say sprinkle SDL into the, the, the um, you know, the classroom. How can we um, do that? Two or three tips for students and then two to three tips for staff. Because I know we had a wellness episode with Nicole, which was amazing, very helpful. She gave us some tips and advice on how we can do that. But from an SEL and from an educator perspective, what have you done maybe possibly that was that had has helped you throughout the day? What do you think yeah. can benefit from? So, you know, I love how you said that SEL shouldn't be an isolated activity. It really should be sprinkled, as you said, throughout the day um, and naturally embedded into the curriculum. So, I mean, a few things that I've done, I would say that stands out to me uh, related to the ruler program from Yale. One thing that I've done is I've always had a mood meter in my classroom with the four different quadrants um, with the colors and feelings that go within each quadrant. Um, I've had my students... I've had them break up into groups and take a quadrant each group and really dive into what that quadrant looks like, even draw pictures, find pictures online of what those feelings look like so that when the students are feeling, um, you know, a certain way throughout the school year, they're able to walk over to the mood meter, use it as a tool and identify exactly what they're feeling. And, and if they can uh, communicate why. So I've always had a mood meter hanging in my room for students to visit. Um, I've always had a Zen zone or a calm zone in my classroom as well, which is where the mood meter is. But it also has a few other tips and tricks um, for regulating your emotions. I have a timer over there so that they can time themselves how long they're over there. Um, You know, just a bunch of fun things, music and and, um, Play-Doh and coloring books and things like that. just trying to think what else I, I have those, those examples because we have to also realize and accept that that um no two students are the same right and no two right the same resources so just like you said you have play-doh you have a zen you have music right you have to get to know your students and that goes back to what jenna said relationships. yes it's so important yes. Because mm-hmm. you get to know your students' preferences, you get to know their weaknesses, strengths, and what will work with them, work for them, so that you can, you know, implement that SEL, and they're actually benefiting from it. You have to know exactly what, what they don't like. Yes, and even another thing, you know, sometimes you think, oh, it's hard to embed SEL into math or into social studies, right? right. And what you could do is you could say, what I used to do is even in math, if I was giving them, a, a, you know, a tricky word problem or a challenging word problem, I would help them with it it would be a productive struggle right and then you know even halfway through I would say can everybody hold up their mood meter so if everybody made their own mood meter in the beginning of the year and I would say hold up what color you're in right now and whichever group seemed to feel the most frustrated or you know was really stuck with the problem I would go visit that group and see how I can assist them but it really could be used as an assessment tool as well in terms of absolutely yeah 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 so that's you know and then we've also done something called check and check out which uh, teachers have been assigned to students who they had a strong relationship with, even if the student wasn't in their class. And that student would come and check in with them in the mornings throughout the day, just to you know reassure that you know we care about them, we love them, we want to know how their day is going, and and support them in any way that they needed support throughout the day. 
So, yeah, I would say those are for the students. Those are some tips. And then for the teachers, I would say the biggest thing is, one, to make sure that you put, um, you know, you take care of yourself, right? It's it's very easy to get lost in the job and, and you know, stay, stay at work till all hours of the yeah. night. Um, but you have to put yourself first. Like I said, a happy teacher is a good teacher and you have to do what makes you happy, whether that means to go out with friends, go on vacation, you know, work out, go for dinner, even if it's something small, go, you know, stay home, whatever it is. Whatever Um, works for you, right? Yeah, whatever works for you. And then I would say another thing is, and this is from Ruler as well, is to take a meta moment. Sometimes you really just need to take a step back and and breathe and walk away from whatever is, you know, triggering you. Yeah. Um, And I would say that I do that in school and outside of school as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, those would be my big tips love, for teachers. I love how you said that um, the walking away because I started actually using that myself. And you know, like there is studies that show that just um, changing the environment can go a long way, right? So like if you're yes. physically removing yourself from that and, and it helps with a lot of kids too, you know, me dealing with having my background in special education and dealing with students that have a lot of emotion, you know, like that have a lot of um, emotional problems or behavioral problems, just let, pulling, just taking them out of the current environment, whether it's the classroom, whether it's the cafeteria and moving them to another location. It really does a lot of like, it does magic girl. Like it, it does. It's like a reset. And I do that for myself. Like in my personal life, when I feel overwhelmed, I just feel like just I just can't get a grip of what's going on or I'm upset or frustrated like I would literally go from my bedroom to the living room or go from the living room and go outside and go for like a walk around the block and all it takes is like that just shifting from one environment to the next or move from one environment to the next It, it it does something so like for you as an adult like okay yeah you might not you might be able just to step out your classroom if it's if it's in the building, right? Or go to the bathroom, but that can go a long way. And just yeah. giving yourself that moment to reset, to breathe, and then just jump back in. It does, right. it does work. And I think having, you know, a colleague who you consider a close friend as well yeah. is very helpful. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I do, you know, I do feel that um, it's important for you to um, build those relationships with your mm-hmm. colleagues. Um, and I know it's sometimes it can be very clicky. Some people just like to work by themselves, but it's, right. for, it's for your overall, overall well-being, just for, you know, for your mental, your physical, you need that one person that you can connect to and, and it helps the day go by better. It go, makes it go smooth. Um, right you guys can relate because you guys work in the same building so that is a suggestion i would give to you guys too in this episode to try to connect with colleagues it does make your day go better even if you were to step out and have lunch or have a coffee after work or even have some time on the weekends like try to build those relationships because it helps and you need someone that can be a breath of fresh air throughout the day when you cannot leave the building right like you're physically there because you have to work um, so that would be something I would suggest as well. So that was awesome. <laughs> that was a lot. Was that was fabulous. Very, that was very informative. Thank you, Jenna, so, so, so much. Thank um, you for having me. We have, of course, of course, we have a lot more um, things that we're going to be working on in the future, collaborating. I know, so I'm looking forward to that. Of course, we'll, I'll be sharing that with my audience later on. But I'm going to... Um, We're going to end with sharing our contact information and then Jenna is going to wrap it up how we usually do with the challenge for the audience. 
Okay. okay. And also I'll add some resources on um, our website, which is coffeestains.org, coffeestains.org. I'll add some resources for this episode. I also will be uploading the episode. You can find us on um, on Instagram. So I have coffeestains underscore edu. Again, that's um, coffeestains underscore um, sorry, coffee stains underscore edu. You can email me at Geneva Rodriguez 30 at Gmail. Again, our website is um, coffeestains.org. You can listen to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and also I upload it onto the website. Um, Jenna, just share how um, people can reach out to you if they were interested in learning a little bit more about STL. Of course. Yeah, so you can reach out to me on Twitter. Um, my name is Jenna Brandt, B-R-A-N-T-T underscore. So Jenna Brandt underscore, you can message me anytime, give me a follow, and awesome. I'll be happy to connect. Yes. So we, now we're going to go into the challenge. So Jenna's going to challenge the audience as we usually do every episode with something related to today's topic. So go ahead, Jenna. <laughs> All right. So we are challenging all of our listeners um, to select one or two tips that we shared today and try it. Try it in your classroom. If you're not working in an education setting, try it in your workplace and see how it goes. If you have students, um, try implementing the mood meter, try giving them a brain break. Um, Really just try focusing on putting relationships first. Um, and for yourself as well, just like Geneva and I mentioned, just sometimes taking a breath and walking away and really putting yourself first um, is an important thing to do. So we challenge you to try some of those strategies that we shared. Awesome. I love that challenge. I'm actually going to implement it myself. Me and too. I just want to say thank you so much, Jenna, for taking time out of your busy day. I know we're all busy and have lives and um, I appreciate your time. And My pleasure. Sharing- all your wisdom so again thank you audience for listening to episode 11 um scl 101 and it's a wrap thank you